Hello, I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Scott Soshnick. Every week at this time, plus Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. This week we speak to five-time IndyCar champion Scott Dixon. But first, let's look at the top stories of the week. Joining us is Bloomberg Business of Sports reporter Evan Novi williams Want to start with Mahomes, guys? Yeah, well, it's either that or Evan's haircut. Let's let's do Mahomes. <laughs> took a took a Twitter poll, Mister Barr. Yes. I took a Twitter poll. Yes. No. What were you thinking? Or shave it all off? <laughs> oh no. You did the poll. Did the poll. I liked the poll. I e- liked it. Eben, it was man bun. Eben is taking it. solace in the fact that almost half, because of I broke up the, the negative, it made it look better. 46% said yes. But that left 54%. Biggest piece of the pie. 54%. And I'm not going to say the, the, the specific breakdown, but the most was what were you thinking? <laughs> were no. Just an FYI. Not, not, not that you've thrown shade on Eben. Well, speaking of uh, haircuts. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Hey, you know what? He is. I have him, by the way, in my fantasy. No, no wonder league. you like him. Uh, yeah, he's he's this guy has been off the charts. But I'm going to want to see him later in the year, and everybody is getting piggish on him right away. NFL teams are allowed six primetime games per season. Guess what? After the the recent flexing that's been done, guess how many you got, Mr. Mahomes and the Chiefs? Six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> We're there. <laughs> exactly. So they're on this Sunday, right? Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night against the Bengals. Sunday, I mean, I understand why NBC takes them, but are you clamoring for Sunday night against but, the but Bengals? But remember, Andy Reid, coach of the of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, he's a big draw too. What? Yes. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna. I want to do. I want to do that better. Evan, you ready? Let's do. Uh, let's do three, two, one. No. Three. What? What? <laughs> what do you mean, Andy Reid? Who tunes? No, no, no. My who wife. Tunes? Oh man. Then, then your wife has a specific type, as some girthiness. <laughs> I mean, but, and you you're wearing a headset right. Right now, I can see it. But, dude, there isn't a football fan alive who tunes into a, a game to see Andy Reid. Oh, unless they tune in the final two minutes to see him screw up the clock. It, oh, okay. They might Thank that. you for that. I, 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 can't, I can't argue that part. But, I mean, even the Philly fans, they still want to see him. Evan, help me. I, I, right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not turning in for Andy Reid. I, oh, I think man. I. I mean, I understand why this game gets flexed. The Bengals are in first place, uh, but probably more importantly, Mahomes. You know, it's his first year as a starter. Who knows in five weeks if he's going to be as interesting well, as it, he is get now? Get it while it's hot. Exactly. So he's got one more available slot. Why not get it now when everyone remembers the game he had last week? Uh, it makes sense to me for NBC. Mahomes, super dude. That's all I'm going to say. Speaking of the NFL, uh, I want to talk about. The Chargers and uh, the owners are talking about the viability of the Chargers in Los Angeles. And that should be an ellipse, dot, 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 already. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, the projections that were given when this was being discussed, let's just say, how should we be kind, were lofty. Over, over, uh, over deliver, yeah. Well, that's why I say were lofty expectations. The reality is, versus the Rams, who are sharing the stadium, own the stadium, they're having trouble selling suites, the premium stuff. That should not happen in this new building. and In a temporary stadium that really only has, what, about half of the seats in a regular well, ta- NFL stadium. Well, we're talking about like, what they're selling the new stadium. They're, yeah, they're trying to sell the out all the premium England, stuff they, for the But new. the one they got right now, they can't. In Carson, yeah, that's they, a soccer stadium. It's an MLS stadium. But they're not even filling those seats. Yeah, so let's just say the owners are taking notice. Like, did we screw this up? Is there another way? Is there another plan? Uh, San Diego ship has sailed. They're not. They don't have a building there. What are the options now? What do you do with the Chargers? 
They made a lot of promises were made, and they're getting their cash. Now what? It's not a good situation. Yeah, it's compounded by the fact that, as you mentioned, the Chargers are going to be a tenant in the in the building. You know, yeah. they're not even yeah. going to be an, an owner in that. Um, but yeah, the revenue projections from ticket sales, for, according to uh, to ESPN, they were set at four hundred million. Now they may be revised down to one hundred and fifty million. That's a big drop. Almost big drop. Speaking of stadiums, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, you're the, you're the segment no, guy. You're, no, you, no, you no. are the conductor right, of this that, train. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. Speaking when you're when you're not when you're not here, Evan and I get the Twitter and the email. Like, where's Bar? We want to listen to Bar. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, NFL owners. Um, uh, we also mentioned. I want to add right quick. They said that they don't foresee the Seattle Seahawks moving out going of anywhere. Seattle. They're not. They're going not going to go anywhere yeah, with anyway. the death of Paul Allen. Yeah. Let's talk about the Angels right quick because the. <laughs> The topic with that is uh, what's happening here. Are they? They're not. It's one of the oldest stadiums. They're not. Uh, would you have known that, back. Evan? Would you have known if somebody said to you, "Name the five oldest stadiums in baseball"? I, you would give me a lot of guesses. I don't think I'd have got around to Angel Stadium. I would not have. And and the three that are older than Angel Stadium are the classic ones. The easy that you ones. Don't see yeah. Changing, yeah, the easy right? ones. It's Wrigley. Right. It's Fenway. It's Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that, that shocked me in reading on this, uh, the Angels, in addition to the Yankees, they're the only two teams that have sold over three million. Over three tickets million for the decade for the past sixteen years. Yeah. Yeah. I would never have guessed that. Yeah. I would never have guessed ne- that. So they got three million. The Dodgers spent some bucks to renovate Dodger Stadium. They're never going anywhere. There's the charm of Dodger Stadium of Fenway and Wrigley. You you make with what you got. But now the Angels are going the other way. They're saying, eh, this doesn't have the reverence of those places. We need something new. Well, they moved there, what, in 1966? Yeah, opened in 66. Yeah, so that, I mean... You were only 34. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you. Thank you. By goodness, we had to, they caught the ball with bare hands back in those days. Milk cartons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to Bloomberg Business of Sports Reporter Evan Novi Williams. Now, Scott and I are very excited about this interview, especially me. See, this is why I come to work every day. Because this, they pay me for this. We <laughs> I thought got, it was me. It, well, you okay. Yeah, you. Okay. But <laughs> we, I, I could go home and get treated this no, way. <laughs> see, <laughs> Scott Dixon, who has won his fifth IndyCar championship, he is in studio with us. See, this is great. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome thank, to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, congratulations. Your fifth title. That means now, you outside of A.J. Foyt, you have the most titles. You're at number two. Yeah, it. Uh, I think what they, the stat was 51 years since uh, since anybody had won uh, a fifth a fifth championship. I like so. the way he was like, I don't really know. Yeah, 51 years. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, it, they kept saying it. You know, now it's like in in, in I think embedded. It's been, a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time since I did this great thing. I know? should have said 50 plus years, you know, not 51. Maybe it was 52. I don't know. But uh, it it yeah no, it feels fantastic. Um, you know, I think this year was was really stressful. We started leading the championship early, you know, like in uh, Texas. So it was in June, and and uh, it was starting to slip away towards the end. You know, we we uh, we had a really healthy points lead, and and uh, Alexander Rossi uh, was definitely closing down. So uh, we 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 clawed onto that thing, man, and wouldn't let it go. So it was good. Now you came in second, but that's what you needed to win it. It's Sonoma. Yeah, we basically just had to finish ahead of you know uh, Rossi uh, in the twenty-seven car, and he had an he had an incident in the first uh, right. first corner, first lap, um, and then uh, but charged through the field. So do you came, enjoy that? 
Like, you, you know going in, you have a strategy. He had an incident in the <laughs> yeah. first corner of the first lap. You're like, ah. The, pro- the problem is with our racing is that when that happens, that, you know, you normally have a driver that has a crash in the first corner, you know, has to change a front wing, has a drive-through penalty. The list goes on, and then they come back and end up winning the race. So that that's the first thing that popped into my head. I'm like, oh, no, they're going to go off strategy. They're going to catch a, a lucky yellow, and it's going to flip the field, and, and away we go. But, uh, yeah, it was actually it was a, an unnerving, easy day, which, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. It was good. It was great, obviously. Uh, but at the the whole point, you know, when I was driving around, I'm just like, man, the engine, does that sound right? Or, you know, is the tire going flat? Yeah, or the you know, you, God go wide. Yeah, you, you know, start yeah. thinking something's going to go wrong. So uh, all in all, it was a, a fantastic day for us. Good thing about it is that IndyCar – the entire series, they're very bullish now about its future. Can you yeah. talk more about that? Yeah, they've, uh, you know, the IndyCar series is uh, is doing a fantastic job, you know, I think with the unified aero kits and, and you know, uh, streamlining a lot of things, uh, you know, the partners with, you know, Honda and Chevrolet and, and uh, you know, signing a new deal with, with uh, NBC for, for uh, TV next year. So, you know, everything's moving in the right direction, which is which is fantastic. And and uh, to be honest, man, it's, it's the best racing in the world. You know, it's uh, so many different disciplines, you know, short track ovals, super speedways like the Indianapolis 500, uh, road courses, street courses, and, and uh, people, man, as soon as they tune in, they love it. So how do you hook my son? He's nine years old. He's an American. Yeah. He, he's not into it now. You know, he knows the stick and ball. You yeah. know all about that. Of course. How do you hook that young kid in the market that has more sports sponsorship than anywhere else in the world? For me, uh, for me personally, it was when I first got to drive a go-kart. Like, you know, it was I was at the age of Don't seven. you putting it on me. It's my fault. Yes, it's your fault. <laughs> well, you got to get you. Him do the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. You have to get your wallet out. But the, uh, the, the thing that got me, I went and watched my, my cousins race go-karts at the age of seven. And at the end of the day, they kind of have a, like a have a go period and uh i jumped in this car and just the adrenaline and the rush and you know you're driving this this you know machine around uh that goes you know very fast even at that age i think they do you know 50 60 miles an hour um you know but controlling something like that was was what clicked me but previous to that you know i'd done and gone to many races with my dad and you know uh i think for a lot of people what you see on tv it doesn't really do it justice you know you don't you the sounds the smells what i say about hockey you need to get people in the ring to experience just how bright it is the, the the force of the hits the sound of the game the smell how fast really get them it is home, how fast no, it, it you can't appreciate it on tv i totally agree and i was the same with hockey until i went to to you know a game and and uh yeah it's it, it is that and the indianapolis you know uh, 500 it's the same way you know it's still the largest single day sporting event in the world with almost four hundred thousand people in one spot and you know cars going qualifying we're over 250 miles an hour and you can't you don't you don't feel that on tv I, my, I, did I tell you how I taught my son, who is at a, my oldest son? And, yeah, you took the Prius out and did what? what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, watch this, son. I mean, I was into racing when I was like yay big, and I would watch on TV yeah. the races. So when he became of like three or four years old, and we're trying, I'm trying to teach him how to count, yeah. I said, all right, we're going to watch this NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah. I said, and when, this was a moment when I, I literally had tears in my eyes. I said, what number is that? He said, 43. And he's talking about Richard Petty's yeah, number. I'm yeah. like, and that's there how. We go. and he you know, got, we got to get music it. for this. Like, oh, <laughs> sort of like retrospective happy bar music. Look well, at him. Well, the, 40, a, the 43 car. The king. The king. It, it, that's right, how yeah. it started. Yeah. And, and, as, and he is still in Detroit. I'm a native Detroiter. He's still in Detroit. So when you guys race in the Detroit yeah, Grand Prix Belle Isle, yeah. at Belle Isle, I raced at Belle Isle, but. 
That's Did you really? Sp- yeah, well, the police uh. told me something that you shouldn't <laughs> do. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I at Belle Isle, I mean, that that was just an old stomping ground. But yeah. you guys, it's a unique race at Belle Isle. Yeah. If you can tell the people about that, because it's a two-day event. Yeah, it is, uh, what do they call it, the Jewel in Detroit. Yeah. So it's a full-length race, both Saturday and Sunday, which, one, is grueling for the drivers, but it's crazy for the teams, you know, to, to prepare these cars. After you do a full-length race, they've got to be rebuilt. You know, uh, you know, plenty of things changed out on them and, and the preparation, long hours. But, uh, yeah, I love love Detroit. Uh, Motor City racing there is, is fantastic, and, and you get, uh, you know, the bang for your buck there, man. You get two races on one weekend. It's the only doubleheader that we do throughout the whole season. Uh, and the hard part, too, is it comes right on the backside of, of the Indianapolis 500, Sorry. our biggest race, where uh, you know we've we've been there for almost three weeks too. So it's um it's a it's a great uh, format and and definitely a fun weekend. That's what my son is saying is that one reason why IndyCar racing is really taking off in popularity once again mm-hmm. is because the drivers get out there and they meet the fans. Yeah. I mean, he loves it going out there. He, he met you. He, yep. he met so many other people out there, and and the fans enjoy that. It is very open. There's a lot of access, and and you know I think uh, you know a lot of sports you don't really get to meet the players, or you know every weekend you know the, the IndyCar series has you know autograph sessions where you know everybody can meet, and then you know the the drivers are just walking around the paddock. Do you really too. enjoy it, or is it just part of the business? Uh, it depends. You know. No, it's it's a huge, a hugely important part of what we do. You know, without fans, without sponsors, you got nothing, right? And and I get to do something that I love uh, immensely. It's something that you know I've always dreamt of doing. And and without those, you know, those factors, it's just not possible. But um, you know, there's times where on race day, you know, right before the race, and you got to do something like that. It can be tough, right? Because you're you're so focused on what's ahead. Um, it it sometimes is not the easiest to interact. But uh, no, you know, it's it's a huge part of our sport, and we're very lucky. To have so many great fans what do your sponsors ask of you these days do they want more return on their investment yeah of course you know uh i think when i first got into the business it was it was definitely not as many appearance days um it was you know more of small dinners and you know with uh, maybe the the top tier of the company whereas now it's 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 they activate a lot you know whether it's social media whether it's you know many dinners throughout the season you know whether it's big corporate events um and that's you know for with pnc bank and and nt data you know there's a lot of activation you have to do that now you know you, you can't just do the minimal uh situation and and uh you know even dating back to when we had target for 27 years at the team uh they did a very good job of, of making sure that that they got the most out of it so even me and i'm a neophyte for some reason i don't know why but i know and it's not because i looked it up yeah. but for some reason i have an association the, the target with chip ganassi yeah like somebody did a good job along the way for me to know that Chip Ganassi and Target were married. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what it was. I don't know what it was, but somebody did a good job. And where is the sponsors of tomorrow? I always think the technology companies should be involved. Is there a push to get tech involved in racing? There is that you know we we are in the business of technology right. They're always pushing the forefront, whether it's safety or uh, you know electronics, um, you know the tires, you know. So you have the the general brands right. You know for us we're a Honda team. We drive on Firestone tires. Um, you know the technology. Uh, you know of partners. You know whether it's Microsoft or anything like that that help. You know the platforms that we use. Um, yeah, I don't know the the 
there's a wide range of uh, you know sponsors that we have right now. Um, you know that go from you know PNC Bank to you know Verizon Wireless. Um, you know, at, the, at least I'm a customer of one of them. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, it's PNC Bank. We're going to switch to PNC Bank. So <laughs> <laughs> just moved to New Jersey. I do. You know, there's not enough Chase banks in New Jersey right now. <laughs> yeah. Chase, but I, maybe I needed a little PNC in my life. I've got PNC. There, there you know. we so go. With this there team, you're go. all covered. See, Are you yeah. can tell the world who we're talking to. Bob? Yes, I am, Scott Dixon, yeah. and we need to add this. And this is something I wanted. You won the Indianapolis 500 in 2008. Yeah, and you won it from the pole. Yeah, yeah. One of uh, I don't know how many people have done that. It's a small group, I think. Yeah, but, uh, there he goes again. You know, I don't know. Humble yeah. I don't know yeah, how yeah, many, yeah, but yeah, I know yeah, it hasn't yeah. been that many. Well, no, you, you threw a stat out, but uh, I, I gave you an. A non-answer there. <laughs> but you confirmed it was going right. to sound good. I'll say it was... So, you know, all right, all right, let me ask the Neil question. Why is it hard to win from the pole? Um, well, in reality, it shouldn't be. It right, should, it should be the right, easiest right, place right. to win from. But no, I think, uh, you know, stats-wise, you know, over, what, 100-plus years, it, 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 uh, it doesn't normally work out that way. I don't know why. Um, you know, you, you've... I think there's, you know, like the ninth starting position or the 15th has has a better probability or something you know it's just what's your know, preference stats. and why uh the poll goes oh, so you like okay, yeah you got a lead from there man so right. yeah it's uh definitely makes it easier but but it's such a long race right like it's a three and a half four hour race 500 miles um so many things can happen you know whether it's mechanical or you know last year i had a you know massive crash that uh i remember yeah, that yeah, yeah it was, was a big one so wow. lucky f- to walk away from that one yeah uh, do you follow what's going on in other kinds of racing like chase carry takes over f1 and it's really going to be sort of a media-centric product it's this is means everything i'm holding up my cell phone you know this is the way people are following everything these days how does indie use the mobile to not only attract new fans but to captivate the ones they already have what's coming yeah, and, and I don't know if there is straight up answers for that. Uh-oh. I think we need uh, answers. So that that's when you need answers. Yeah, Not you. I mean, no, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm saying in sports in general, I don't think yeah. anybody has the the fix for it. You know, Formula One by all means doesn't, uh, and Liberty doesn't either. You know, they're they're throwing a lot of things. You can see right now they're throwing a lot of things out there to see. You know, not what really sticks i'm sure there's a you know a big strategy behind it but uh yeah you know you've got all the platforms of you know instagram twitter um you know the the verizon indycar mobile app that uh you can get all the information you can watch the races on there you can watch you know different in cars so they, they are doing uh similar things on 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 those levels which i think uh is the general answer right now um but you know i'm, I'm definitely Sure, there's there's you know many more down the road. Let me know yes or no. You know what I'd like to see? What's that? I'd like to see a mirror of the dashboard. Yeah. If I if I chose on my uh-huh. on my iPad. Okay. And I'd like to have some body sensors. Yeah. On the drivers. So what's the have heart rate? What's the that? body temperature? Yeah. 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 Oh. Tell me a little what all the yeah. biomechanics. I think that stuff fans think is really cool. And the one who adapts and really embraces it first going to have a huge advantage. So there has been some of that. Um, and I don't know why it hasn't stuck. I don't know whether people haven't really um, you know, really caught on to that or, or if it's something that they, they've done. But yeah, IndyCar has done that. Um, hmm. Not not for, for the whole grid, but you know, two or three drivers. Um, I know even dating back probably three, four years ago that that, that was uh, was definitely a thing. And, and it's... You know, with the current technology, it's definitely something that's uh, the 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 seeing the dash thing is kind of a little bit more difficult. Um, IndyCar and, and NBC introduced this year the the helmet cam that, that right. that's it's right. right there, so you actually do get the view of the driver, which is really cool. Um, and I think they need to do it for the whole field. You know, right now it's only three or four drivers. Yeah. 
one thing that about the safety of the car, and F1 has this, and we were talking about this earlier, they have the halo now yeah, on yeah. the car. Are you guys thinking about the, the halo uh, in IndyCars? So the halo for us wasn't an easy fix. Uh, and, and and the simple answer is because we race on ovals, very high banked. You know, you kind of look through the corner up and around right. and the halo would be right in your view. So the the fix uh, for IndyCar, which they started testing, I was the first, uh, first person to run it at the start of uh, this year, preseason testing at Phoenix, which is called the Aero Screen. Right. And uh, it's a, in partnership with PPG, um, you know, they've, basically used you know something they they uh, built for you know fighter pli- fighter pilots f16 you know it was it was one of the canopies for that and that's they're using that material so uh right now they they uh they tested at indianapolis right before the 500 uh it will go into more off-season testing on road courses to to try and uh make sure that you know the the safety side and the way it's you know uh, fixed to the car um, yeah, there's a lot of things they need to get through yet, but I, I, I see it uh, in the very near future. Now, I should explain what the halo is for people not familiar with racing. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a roll bar. Now, yes, the, the cars had roll bars before. Mm-hmm. They were behind the driver. But this is in front of the driver, and it's kind of like a horseshoe. And it starts from like where the windscreen would be, yeah. and it rolls all the way back. Now, what that does is that that protects the driver not only obviously from a rollover, but if there's debris coming toward the car, it could catch that debris. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, what we've seen, you know, I think Massa when, uh, you know, it was probably one of the bigger things in Formula One when he had that piece of uh, spring yeah. that hit him in the head. Um, you know, luckily he was okay when, you know, he's had to go through, uh, you know, a bunch of rehab and stuff. But, but um, you know, those, that's the problem that a lot of people see with the halo is that it still has those very big open areas whereas with you know the indycar version of the aero screen it, it is a whole uh, screen that protects any of those small things coming through but you know with that addition too there's there's other fixes that need to be applied We're talking with scott dixon he's the five-time indycar champ f1 compared to indycar racing in fact someone said what was it uh in autosport magazine they voted you one of the 50 best drivers never to drive an F1 car. Yeah. I started thinking. Well, time out. You may not, but I did my research too, Bardo. You did try it. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, pretty, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, right. That's, that's what I was going to get at. It's like, well, wait a minute. Well, I you just get there try. faster than you. <laughs> you just get there faster. You always get there faster. I know the man has I'm time. I'm on the pole just, and you're you know, doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what talk about the difference though that you think between F one and uh, well you know you know the the IndyCar series when I first joined it was it was a global sport you know we did uh, race in Europe we race in Australasia Japan um, you know and and you know obviously the the close ones Canada and Mexico so you know we we, we did travel the world uh, now it's mostly just North American based um, you know they do they do need to to start expanding I think into other countries again uh, but I, I guess the the simplest for me is the budgets you know i think for a, that's the best way to 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 depict it um you know you with a formula one team you know the the smallest budget is maybe 120 million dollars to There's a lot more races though right uh they do about 22 i think oh. we do 17 so you know yeah there's a few few differences there, um, you know, and they spend all the way up to three hundred fifty four hundred million dollars per per year for just two cars, whereas an IndyCar budget, you know, can range from 
20 to 40 million. So it's uh, they they have to make every piece on the car, where ours are mostly production pieces. Delara, you know, make the chassis, they make the suspension. Um, you know, Honda supplies the engine, GM supplies the engine. You know, manufacturers supply the gearboxes. Whereas you know, Formula One, every piece on one of those cars is made by that company, and it's replaced every year. You know, uh, whereas ours are, are utilized, updated occasionally, and updated mostly for safety. We're talking with Scott Dixon. He's the five-time IndyCar champ. And I know this question, you get it all the time. I know you're going to sit like, oh, that's the best <laughs> you can do. Gee, what is it like to drive a race car? <laughs> well, what is it like to drive a race car? Because I, I, I have to imagine, I mean, it's like it, it's a, a sensation thing that it's something that's born in you yeah. that not everybody can do. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the unfortunate part, you know that well i should start with the best part the best part is when you start when you first start at the age of seven or then you move to the next category and you go through these junior categories and the first 10 to 20 laps of getting to the bigger car are the most exciting time you're going to have and then you kind of get used to it so you know i've been in indycar now for for 17 18 uh, plus years uh so you get used to the speed um, to a certain point, you know, we're still doing at Indianapolis, you know, over 250 miles an hour going into turn one and qualifying. And, you know, the, the, the downside and the, the hard part of that is when you lose control, then you actually get a huge sense of reality of how fast you're going because the wall is going zero. And when you hit it, it really hurts. So yeah. it's... Um, Have they done enough in safety? I've, like, I've always felt like if you invest enough, I know this is some of the collapsible walls or mm-hmm. netting or something. Is... Should there be a 100% safe, or is it possible, track? Is that possible, or would it just cost too much? Um, I'm not sure it's possible. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to fix everything. Um, you know, I think that the next biggest thing for, for racing in general is the catch fences. That's that's the one that's really causing a lot of injuries these days. Um, you know, yeah. The safer barrier has been huge. The the Hans device, the head and neck, uh, has been you know fantastic. Uh, the seats, the the what are the seats are made out of these days? The side intrusion has been uh, has been huge, but. The catch fence is is bad. It's really bad. It catches the car. It's good, you know, for for everybody that's behind it. Um, but you know, it can act like a bit of a cheese grater uh, because it's a carbon fiber or it's a fiber material opposed to steel. It doesn't just slide along it. You know, it actually gets caught in it pretty heavily. So that is the next biggest thing. But you know, the infrastructure is you, you know I don't know how many ovals at least you've got in America. There's you know probably fifty plus that you know NASCAR and and IndyCar utilize. Um, you know, look at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You've got two and a half miles of catch fencing that you would have to try and figure out what to replace it with. Uh, but that is the next biggest thing that they're going to have to focus on. Well, Bar, before we wrap, yeah, I, I mean, I want to talk about how a race car driver suffers just like us. I wonder if more so trying to get out of New York City <laughs> on a Friday at four o'clock. Scott was telling us last time he was here. I don't know who the genius was who made your schedule, but they had you going through the Lincoln Tunnel or the GW Bridge Friday at 4 o'clock. What is that? I mean, heading it drives po- me crazy. Heading yeah. to the Poconos. Heading to the Poconos. Heading to the Poconos. Which took, it took you, what, four hours? Oh, I'm sure. I can't remember. I, I, I fell asleep. I woke up. I was still in traffic. <laughs> hey, I fall asleep too. Oh, I'm yeah, when you're driving. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Luckily, I had someone driving the car. But uh, yeah, it's it, that, that is not a good thing. Not a good thing. And, and I was glad I was in the, in the back seat. I was not driving. <laughs> Scott Dixon, my goodness, what a treat. I, I am so happy you came in to talk with us. Congratulations again. Five-time IndyCar champ. 
I, and I hope uh, you have many more in the future and more indie wins uh, all along the way. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank what you. was it's that thing you said? What was that thing you said? The what from Detroit? The the, the race is the called jewel. The jewel. Yeah. I could be your yeah. new nickname. The jewel. the jewel. You could be the jewel. From I could Detroit. be the jewel. <laughs> could, you could be that. Yeah, I, I'm sure my first wife would call me that. Right? <laughs> Let, let's not kid ourselves. But your current wife wouldn't call you that either. <laughs> Scott Dixon. Thank, thank you, you so sir. much, guys. Takeaways. Man, we had an Indy Car champion. The man won the Indy 500. He was sitting in this studio with us. Holy smokes, man! It's so many things about racing that. People do not understand. Oh, yes, you turn right. You're on an oval, blah, 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 blah. Okay, in the Indy 500, turn right for 200 laps at 200-plus miles an hour. Is it turn right? Or is it uh, turn, turn left? left? I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, if you turn right, you're in the wall. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you don't want to turn yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Turn left. Turn left. <laughs> turn left. Don't turn right. Turn left. <laughs> turn right on a road course. Turn left. But uh, I, I am impressed. I mean, that, that he is uh, he is the cutting edge of what these guys do, all seriousness. Um, it's a dangerous sport. We don't realize what they go through until you see something catastrophic like what happened earlier at Pocono. And um, God bless, uh, I salute him 10,000%. When he said he was going down the first straight at 225, I was like, ooh, that's – that's fast. <laughs> Ooh, that's fast. All right, Medina, let's see if Barr can adapt to this. You know, Barr, I've been watching a lot of Congress recently. Okay. So I know it's my turn for takeaway, but what I'm going to do, because it's motorsports, I'm going to yield my time to you. More time for you. More takeaway. Oh, you, I get more takeaway? More takeaway time. Okay, well, then here it is. I get more takeaway time. So let me add on top of that about how sponsorships – uh, we'll continue on in IndyCar racing. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright, and I love it how the fans and the drivers can meet together and talk. It's just simply, it's, it's not like, you know, well, I'll come down, you know, you know how it used to be where you it was very inaccessible to drivers. The drivers are very accessible to the fans, and that's why I honestly believe this type of racing, as it goes along, will become more popular. Well, I got to say, certainly he's got, seems to have the personality that's very fan-friendly. He seems to get it. few more athletes like that across sport, and uh, you can get some fans for life. Can I add very handsome? Sure, you can yeah. add very just, just throwing it out there. Okay. okay. It wasn't one of my takeaways, but <laughs> far. He's a good-looking guy. Okay. We can say that. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah. Nice man. My goal is to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since kids. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and proud. Bloomberg Business of Sports, the number of the week. All right, time now for the number of the week. Now, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I uh, This is very simple. Uh, this is... Every time you say this it, is no, simple, this, I don't this, get it. This really is. This this is this is really a math question. Great. All right. Okay. Now, at Pocono. Yeah. All right. Let's say it's a five. I know one thing about the Poconos. Pocono, what? Poconos, beautiful what? Mount Airy Lodge. Yes, it is. Heart shaped tubs bar. That's right. All right. Just I, saying. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say something, <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> at Pocono. Yes. All right. Let's say it's a 500-mile race. Uh-huh. All right. 
How many left-hand turns do they make at Pocono? Can I whip out my no, the iPhone? No, don't cheat. You're Why cheating. Not? You're I, cheating. I, yeah. How many? You, how far is the race? You're cheating. It's a 500-mile race. Oh, all right. Left-hand turns. 125. For 500 miles. Yeah. Four turns, no? Four turns per lap? See, that's that's what I'm getting at. It's like you have to know the configuration of a track. It's a triangle. Oh, well, so take. Didn't he start this with as an easy one? It, that's what I'm saying. It's math. I'm so lost. I, he he wants like, me to know the geometry of the Pocono it's, race it's track. A two I'm and the a, guy who knows nothing about motors. I yielded my I'm time so because I know nothing. It's a two and a half mile racetrack, 500 laps. That means you're going for left hand turns, mm-hmm. 600 left hand turns. So what? Which I this would I'd love to ask the drivers this then, which arm would cramp first if they're driving? Is it their left, the inside arm, or the outside, the right? Which one? My hand is squeezing. Which one did they have more problems with? I, I think I would think it would be the right. I it could be when I drive. I, I do a bad thing. I usually go one one arm, the left, and I lean the elbow on the like the window. But so I my right hand is kind of reached out where the gear shift would be, and and I invariably the right arm gets a cramp. So, you were doing the Howard Cunningham DeSoto move. The, that That's Seinfeld. That's my move. Oh, man, Howard Cun- Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're here each and every week at the same time, plus online for the podcast. You can download it on several platforms. You can catch that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. Big Bar. I'm Scott Soshnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soshnick. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world and online and as a podcast on several platforms.